Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can get the support you need online in under 24 hours. Anxiety Slayer listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Slayer. Hey, Ananga, it's so good to be with you again this week. Hey, Shen. Today's episode is in response to the following question from our private Facebook group. Do you think there's a general way to clear anxiety that's applicable for everyone? Or do you think everyone is different and there's different ways that work for other people? What a great question. A really good question. Yeah. There are a variety of practices that can calm anxiety for everyone, as we often share on the podcast. But the experience of anxiety isn't the same for everyone. So, learning about how our mind and body type works gives us individual insights to our unique triggers and challenges with anxiety, our different responses to anxiety, how the mind turns over with anxiety. And that offers a broader variety of ways we can support ourselves with lifestyle adjustments, nutrition, and emotional support. And there are a lot of insight from Ayurveda on anxiety and the different mind and body types, which we talk about quite often, that are so incredibly helpful. Anxiety is almost epidemic in the modern higher tech world. And though it's a long-standing problem, it's increasing globally during the coronavirus pandemic. It's also increasing globally for our young ones who have been raised with screens. And so we just really have to be vigilant here. But let's dig into Ayurveda. Well, Ayurveda teaches that we all have a unique body and mind makeup. It's called a dosha. So different mind types respond to stress and anxiety. In different ways. But as we've discussed before, Ayurveda teaches that anxiety is seen largely as a vata disorder, vata disturbance in Ayurvedic medicine. So vata is that air and ether body type, really light, airy, ethereal, which makes for a very creative mind, a very adaptable mind, a very funny mind. Some really wonderful qualities come with it. But it's also a mind that's easily disturbed, blown around, ungrounded. And when there's lacking of those earth and fire and, and water elements in the body and in the mind, we feel untethered and the mind can suffer greatly when it's in that state. And the challenge we have is whatever our body or mind type might be that we have from the beginning of our life, anyone can become Vata disturbed and technology, scrolling, or the um, electromagnetic frequencies we have around us, this expectation to be on all the time, available all the time, all these things are Vata disturbing. Long commutes, travel, people that travel internationally changing their body clock, these kinds of things all affect that Vata energy. They increase it 
and it increases ungroundedness, increases stress, and increases the likelihood that we're going to suffer with anxiety. And also, as we age, we take on more of the vata disorders or more of a, uh, I guess it wouldn't be only disorders, but do you find that true as well? Yeah, um, Ayurveda teaches that we have different stages of life and vata increases as we pass the age of 50. Vata increases in the body. Uh, sometimes it's taught that kids are more kapha, the more grounded, earthy, earth and water element, which you can see in, you know, abundant hair, <laughs> shiny eyes, smooth skin, all that energy and stamina that's there. But sometimes it's also said with children that there is a lot of vata because they're not settled in themselves yet. And they can be very changeable in temperament and movement and tazzling around. So vata can also be there when we're young. But in terms of life stages, it's generally taught that childhood is a kapha stage, the earth and water stage. Middle years are pitta, uh, the years of achieving and career come during those years. And then past 50 is more the vata stage of life. So we do need greater protection from that energy increasing in that stage of life but also well-managed vata. And I think this is something that we have to really understand is there's no good or bad here. Yeah, It's not that one mind type is bad or one stage of life is bad. It's about appreciating what's good and beneficial to us in those life stages and how we can support the plus side of those doshic times. So vata is wise. It's witty. Uh, vata is detached. You know, it's quite a sage stage of life, those older years when Vata is properly managed, that can be a very wise and introspective time of life. I love that. I'm glad that we brought that forward because we have talked so often over the years about how Vata and anxiety go hand in hand when Vata is disturbed. So you can almost see how it would perhaps project a, a good or bad scenario. And, and vata is awesome. It's just a matter of honoring yourself and your stage of life, as well as the constitution that you were born with. Yeah, vata well cared for is excellent. All the doshas well cared for are excellent. Pitta is very wise. When pitta is well cared for, they make a pitta person makes excellent speaker, teacher, presenter, guide, mentor wonderful, intelligent, um, illuminated mind. But when Pitta becomes overwhelmed with their kind of anxiety or stress, they can become sharp and sarcastic and impatient and hot-headed. Ooh, you're describing me when my Pitta's <laughs> out of balance for sure. <laughs> this is the key then, it's, you know, is, is knowing, oh, I'm a little off kilter and my anxiety's coming up or, you know, I have to watch my Vata with working on screens so much. I was sharing you earlier, Shan, that I've been uh, helping my daughter build her website. And last night we shut her laptop and sat down to dinner and my ears were buzzing. I was like, okay. I am not going near a screen now before I go yeah, to bed. Yeah, break. Yeah, meditating and reading and an early night. I know those warning signs where my head literally starts buzzing if I've been concentrating on computers too much. So to know, know our limits, know our nature, know if we're a little bit hot-headed that we might be a bit out of balance and speak to that. And that really is what we're going to be talking about more in the second half of this podcast and more on our Patreon classes over the next couple of weeks how to know when we're going out of balance. And this gives us so much freedom 
rather than thinking, oh, it's just my nature and I can't change it, or oh, this is a problem that I have. Anything can be supported. Anything can be changed. Even if we've had anxiety since we were a child, we can still learn now how to understand it, how to support it, how to change it. Actually, last week we had an email from an older listener who's been sharing how much it's helped her learning about the doshas. And she, she wrote to me and said, I'm Vata Dosha and how can I learn to calm Vata more? And she was saying how the teachings in our How to Calm Your Fragile Mind course have been helpful to her. Really, really lovely lady, really proactive in learning about her mind and learning how to manage her anxiety. And it's heartwarming for me to have those communications and for us to receive those messages where you see that wisdom of Ayurveda going in and giving us the opportunity to be proactive and to, to make positive change. After the break, we'll be talking about the different types of anxiety we can experience according to our mind type that might be out of balance. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? This year, I worked with a therapist at BetterHelp to manage my anxiety around my daughter moving out in the middle of the pandemic. What a relief to have someone kind and objective in my corner. And she was a mom who had already been there and done that. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online and their services available for clients all around the world. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions or even text sessions so you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling and financial aid is available. And there is a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. There are several different types of anxiety according to our mind type. And we, we know this, that anxiety can vary for each of us depending on our doshas. This is what we were talking about before the break. And while many things can help in a general way, when you know your dosha and when you know what happens when it's out of balance, you can rectify that. You can make it right. You can start to take care of yourself. With vada, you will often feel scattered. You might be uh, rushing around from one incomplete task or action to another. You might be forgetful. You may forget to eat. You'll skip meals, show up late, become increasingly inattentive and, and scattered. That, that's really the word that I think of when my vata is out of sorts, as I just am all over the place and need to, to get grounded. Yeah, we need to like really rein ourselves in. Yeah, get grounded, get nourished, slow down, warm up. Mm -hmm. The challenge here is all of these things further unbalance vata. So if we're feeling scattered and we continue to behave in a scattered way and don't stop and take stock of ourselves and support ourselves, we're going to go more into vata. It's so easy when we're vatted out, <laughs> when the vata's coming up, for us to become increasingly 
talkative and we can get kind of addicted to it. We get caught in it and you see yourself doing it. We vocalize all the vacillations in our head and then you know Vata's running away. But if we let it run, it will increase further. And if you have a pit of friend around, they'll be rolling their eyes in their heads, yeah. <laughs> wanting you to just zip it. Yeah. And when Vata sees Pitta do that, they get more Vata deranged. Right. Because they become a little insecure and uncomfortable with that. And so they start compensating. Oh, I didn't mean that, but I was like, <laughs> just the Vata will go and go. And, right. and then you become more Vata disturbed. Or we, we might find ourselves skipping meals. The answer is to stop. Stop skipping meals. Stop talking. Yeah. Be silent for a period of time. If we're feeling forgetful, to just pause and start noting things down. The real key to calming vata is to bring in a steady, gentle routine where we've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We've got a walk. We've got some stretching. We've got some quiet, reflective time or quiet, creative time. And we're making sure that we're not overdoing it with the screens and the social media and all those kind of things that really do you know, so much incoming information and it's not solid it's ethereal sometimes i feel you know when we're putting together course material and we're doing a lot of work on the computer together i can find that very mentally fatiguing and and i can feel that vata energy goes in my head and sometimes i feel you know i turn the computer off at night and it's like okay once the computer's off there's nothing to show for it it's all up there in the cloud up there on teachable wherever it is but uh, sometimes I, I look at somebody who's doing something like cutting some grass on, in the park where I live or picking up litter or building a brick wall. Those things are very solid and grounding. And at the end of the day, you can look back and you know what you've done and your body's been involved. So when we're doing this kind of computer work or what, whatever we're doing that it feels a little bit less solid, we need to match that with grounding activities like a, a warm bath, cooking a home-cooked meal, taking a walk doing some yoga, really slow down and get in our bodies and just bring that grounding, earthy energy back in. And then when we switch over to the pitta dosha, the pitta needs to complete tasks, get things done, mm -hmm. is very driven to be efficient, mm -hmm. uh, may even be competitive about it will turn on themselves if they feel they're not achieving enough and if they're not doing so quickly enough. This is where you'll see frustration, impatience with, with self and others, and very much perfectionism. And I can speak to all of this very, very clearly because for the most of my life, I've been very pitta-minded. And it's a beautiful thing when my pitta is in balance. But when it's not, oh my gosh, I can be a tyrant. And thankfully, being, you know, being at the age that I am now and in my life flow and the work that we do, I can see it really quickly when I, when I get out of balance. Or if I can't see it, my husband will let me know quite quickly. <laughs> and it's really something because the pit of mind will be so judgmental, both self-judgment and, and judgment of others because of those things that I already mentioned, because of the must get things done, must be efficient, must be perfect. And the best thing that you can do for yourself if you're a pitta dosha is 
to replace perfectionism with excellence. Strive to do what you do and be who you are in in excellence versus perfection, because then you'll actually have a chance to achieve and give yourself credit for and less judgment of whatever it is that you are dealing with, whatever it is that you're creating, you can do so from that place of excellence. If you find yourself starting to be really impatient and and really fiery and very edgy, that is when you need a break. That's when you need to get by a big body of water or do some meditation or have a a cooling drink or a, a cooling swim, something that will kind of tamp that fire down. Yeah, definitely. And playfulness rather than yes, yes. being competitive, bringing in playfulness, bringing in humor. Bitter imbalance is very funny. Um, fantastic observational humor is available to Pitter. Really <laughs> brilliant and uh, <laughs> really great to be around. But it can go very sharp, very quickly when very it's out fast. of balance. Yeah, yeah. So, which is also funny up to a point. <laughs> but um, when it gets too sharp, uh, we can turn on ourselves or we can become too sharp with those we love. And then we're really becoming out of balance. And that's where we open the podcast by responding to the question, is anxiety the same for everyone? And when you look at the doshas, this is where we, we get the clues on the different types of anxiety. Vata anxiety is very fearful, unsettled, erratic. It will worry about this thing and then that thing, and it will get reassurance for one thing, and then it will go on to another and another. It's very, very unsettled. And it can have very strong anxiety, very um, high chance of anxiety attacks if it's really disturbed. Pitta anxiety is another thing altogether in experience. It can be a real turning in on ourselves, a real loss of faith in ourselves, loss of um, sense of ability to do what we need to do and some real internal pressure and anxiety over that where we just feel like we can't face up to things or why can't I do this anymore? There's real anxiety mixed in with that, but it's a different, different kind of anxiety. And Peter can also have anxiety that's masking underlying anger. And this is where it can be really helpful to work with an Ayurvedic coach to help you figure this stuff out. Sometimes we have anger and it's easier to deal with than sadness. Sometimes it's easier for us to project externally. Um, Pitta, when it becomes really out of balance, is very good at pointing the finger at others. Still suffering terribly with anxiety, but it's the Pitta anxiety where somebody will end up in the emergency room and think they've had a physical episode because it's very physical. But the Pitta mind out of balance is the mind that says, I, I don't have anxiety attacks. Right. I'm not the kind of person that has panic attacks. Right. Because that would mean you were weak or out of control. Yeah. Right. So when anxiety breaks through physically into Pitta, it's really physical and it's really scary. It's a very, very physical event. And then Pitta can get annoyed with a doctor that tells them, oh, you've just had a panic attack. Right. And that's great suffering for them. As if somehow that's not real. They're either going to be angry and feel they've been misdiagnosed sometimes, or they may begin to lose faith in themselves and think, what's wrong with me that I've let this 
happen to me. It's just not right. efficient. Right. Um, so it's, true. It's, it just doesn't work for the pit of mental paradigm. And then we really need help to pick through that and sort it out. But some of my favorite, favorite clients are pitters mm-hmm. because they'll do the work. Of course. Pitta's proactive. And if Pitta's paying for something, you know, they're going to turn up on time. They're going to bring a notepad. Yeah. And they're going to write stuff down. They're going to make the most of it. Sure. They're going to do it. So I love working with Pitta's. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked quite a bit about Vata and Pitta, and and we don't really need to spend too much time on Kapha, but I do think we ought to bring it up because one of the things to note in my experience is that Kapha people don't tend to suffer with as much anxiety as Vata and Pitta people do. Do you also find that true? By nature, because Kapha is made of the elements earth and water, by nature, the Kapha person is more grounded. Right. So they do have greater resilience in their makeup. But that doesn't mean they don't experience anxiety. Kapha, when it's really out of balance, can become very fearful. Um, and low and kapha will tend to go to inertia comfort eating watching tv they kind of just slow down and fold in on themselves and uh they still suffer with with fear but yeah they, they have a little bit more protection just constitutionally from anxiety getting in there so quickly it's been my experience that i almost see kapha being easier to slide into depression mm-hmm. versus uh, to struggle with anxiety the same way that Pitta and Vata do, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That would play right into the, the fearfulness and the inertia and comfort eating and, and doing whatever to uh, remain uh, and as uh, comfortable and safe <laughs> that's the word that comes up for me yeah. as, as possible to to counteract that yeah a kapha likes comfort mm-hmm. so they they will go deeper into the pursuance of comfort if they're if they're feeling that they're suffering and again there's the challenge because they're mm-hmm. increasing the very thing that comfort in excess imbalances kapha you know eating more than we need sitting around more than we need those things increase kapha so this is the challenge with with all of the, the mind-body types, is that vata needs, well, kapha and vata are polar opposites, so they need to learn from each other. Kapha could do with moving more, mixing it up more. Vata could do with sitting still more and, and various other qualities that, that they have in opposite. So that, that's the challenge is we tend to increase the things that throw us out of balance more, so we need to learn to know that know what imbalances our mind-body type, notice when we're going out of balance and then take action to, to bring ourselves back into balance before we start to really suffer mentally. And rather than seeing anxiety as a, a set condition or disorder, Ayurveda invites us again to look more deeply into our individual makeup, to have a better understanding of our challenges and emotional expressions, and to know that whatever's happening can't really be uh, measured or boxed. We're, we're all unique and we work differently and we think differently and we're coming from different experiences in our lives. And this is where Ayurveda so beautifully celebrates our unique nature and teaches us 
how to understand and support ourselves and to really dig into looking beneath anxiety. Yeah, Ayurveda will take stock of our childhood and experiences, not in a way that's going to cause us discomfort. This is something that I hear a lot when I'm working with coaching clients is that many people don't really want to go into detail about past bad experiences or trauma or things that we've been through. They just want to start getting some help. So Ayurveda will take stock of if you had a stressful childhood, for example, that does give us a predisposition towards vata disturbance, as does trauma in childhood. We don't need to get into the details of it to get help, but it is duly noted that if we've had stressful or anxious or traumatic experiences early in life, those are ungrounding for us in those developmental times. So Ayurveda will look to support that and help for there to be peace and nourishment and groundedness that then comes into our lifestyle and nutrition to help us feel more more safe and more secure in ourselves. So it looks at our tendencies, it looks at our choices, our nutrition, our loves, our likes, what we feel enthusiastic about. It looks at all of us and really is about helping us be as comfortable and um, purposeful as we can, whatever our unique makeup is. And for a deeper dive, you're welcome to join us on Patreon, where we'll be talking more about how you can understand the mind and body types, how they drive anxiety, and how we can make changes with our awareness, diet, and lifestyle to feel more at peace. We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the podcast on Patreon this month, and our new patrons, Kim, Wanda, Patty, and Ambitalia. If you found this episode of Anxiety Slayer supportive, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We have over 75 Anxiety Slayer downloads available on Patreon, including our guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and extra resources for calming your anxiety. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.